Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's got the NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. May 30th. Harry and team here with you on Sports Lounge Live. We have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, this is show 248, so we're rolling right yep. along. We'll catch up to all things radio if we keep going. So yep, we just got a ways right. to go, but we'll get there. Give we'll us get a couple there. hundred years, but we'll get there because yep, we'll they take there. more weeks off yep. than we do. That's right. But okay. Chris, I imagine uh, before we really get into the hot and heavy stuff, I imagine there's depression around Boston today. Yes, there is. That was a, you know, the other teams had almost every best player on a team. Jimmy Butler was out for a couple games. Giannis was out. Uh, Embiid was out. You know, you had stuff happen to the best player. And I said, you know, so far, so good. A couple weeks ago, three weeks ago on the show. And I said, you know, so far, so good. Let's hope they stay lucky. Now, Brogdon had a, an injury, but he, he's the sixth man. But then you have Tatum, you know, step on uh, Vincent's foot and uh, twist his ankle and you know, there's no way to know if they'd have won the game, but it would have been a much better game. Right. It's too bad when you see something and like sadly, that. And sadly, that, that, that stuff can happen in basketball because you're running and, you know, so that yep. stuff, yeah. I think people get irritated with it happens, though. Just have to understand it that it happens. But it we does, do have an agenda nobody's today. Fault. Nobody's fault. So anyway, no. yeah, we're going to start with the Indy 500 <clears throat> that, of course, was on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to go with our golf results and our NASCAR results. Then we're going to go to the NBA uh, with the playoffs. Uh, now we're in, we've got the final set up and the NHL also and the news and notes in both sports. Then baseball, we'll start with Major League, but then we're going to go to the college wor- wor- you know, tournament and uh, Perry and Sean will uh, regale us and, with and information Pierre. about that and Pierre. And uh, then the NFL. And if we have time, we'll do some more of our potpourri. We've got stuff, uh, <clears throat> old business that doesn't need to be acted upon this week, but it's stuff that could engender some discussion and certainly informational. So we'll get to it. And, and if people want to comment Good. too on the two that, you and I mentioned last week are certainly welcome to do that too. That's right. Yeah. So, so Joseph New, Newgarden won the Indy 500. He's from around the Nashville area. Uh, uh, let's see. He uh, he had three red flags in the. They had three red, red flags in the last 15 laps, and that's unusual. Usually the Indy 500 goes with the with, it, but there were some big crashes, so they did have to stop. And uh, he was moved to second place on the last uh, stoppage because he'd been uh, running third. And Newgarden was uh, zero for eleven in Indy 500, but he's a, new, a two-time Indy Car champion. So the race crew on the radio was kind of glad that he won. I mean, they weren't against Erickson winning or who finished second, uh, but you know they were just saying that this is one of the people that you'd hope would get an Indy because so many times, even if you win the championship or whatever, if you don't get an Indy, people don't even think about you. So uh, now let's see. He, he also uh, he pa- he passed, passed Marcus Erickson on the last lap. And Erickson was going for a second Indy, Indy in a row. He won last year. And the first American, uh, Newgarden was the first American to win since uh, Alexander Rossi in 2016. 
And Penske has now won uh, Indy, uh, the Indy race 19 times, but first since he bought the track. He's 87 years old, by the way. And Erickson, wow. thought, Erickson thought the race should have ended under caution. Of course he did. He was in first place. <laughs> and uh, Roger Penske, as I say, is 80, 86. I'm sorry. So, you know, it was a good race. I mean, I was listening to it, and it was just like, I want to put on the Red Sox game. Let's see if we can get this over with, can't we? You know, but they just had to keep stopping and, you know, whatever. But it was good coverage, and, you know, I enjoyed the race. I usually do. What? And <clears throat> Go ahead there. One thing that I did not know, Bill, maybe you can come in, because you're the one that told me this yesterday. Remember I had made the comment on our Monday show that, wow, seems like all those guys who did the radio have been there for a long time. And, and Bill then says, well, they really don't, you know, that's their really highlight of the year. And uh, what you say about Mark? Mark uh, James, Mark is, James a is a school teacher, is administrator in a school system in Morovia, Indiana. So he's been doing it now for the past, I don't know how many years, five, six, seven, eight years. He said eight. Eight, okay. Yeah. So he's been doing it a while, but he worked his way up through the ranks. It's one of those things you pay your dues. Probably you Jake mm-hmm. Query or somebody like that will be next. But they yeah. they pay their dues, and, you know, there's always been the Sid Collins and the <coughs> Bob Jenkins and the Paul Ooh. Pages. Those are the names that people will really remember, yeah. maybe the Lou Palmers, but he didn't last very long. But still. I, I think, though, Bill, to be totally honest, they put on a professional product, though. Oh, they do. Well, they do. Yeah. It, I mean, they used to have a network over a thousand stations. Yeah. So it was. Oh yeah, I remember they had, they had a lot of stations that ran it. Now nobody hardly does it except WIBC and the fan. Right? Uh, no, we had a station. We had a station here locally that ran it. Yeah, I think, w, I think oh, they, okay. they said WMBP was running it. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, K, um, the spread now formerly KGO was, uh, was ran both races and, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was really a. It was really kind of think about it. You had three of the premier races in each of the because the Monaco Grand Prix is one of the top Formula One races, and then the Indy 500, which is the race for Indy. And then Coca-Cola, you almost had the Coca-Cola 600, but it got pushed back yesterday. But you had all of them on national TV, basically back-to-back racing. You can right. add it from if like you love, 8 if in the you morning love auto, to 8 at 10 at night. Yeah, if you love auto racing, that's your day of the year. Yeah, right. no, yeah. Uh, Memorial Sunday is always the yep. day of the year for auto racing. So uh, getting to golf for a moment, Steve Stricker won the uh, senior PGA, and he beat uh, Padraig Harrington in a one-hole playoff. And it's the sixth uh, senior major for Stricker. And uh, so that's that's pretty good. Uh, Scotty Scheffler won uh, the uh, Charles Schwab tournament at the Colonial Country Club in Fort Worth. And Ryan Blaney won uh, the Coke 600, which, as we said, was delayed uh, to yesterday in Charlotte. So there you go. So those are the results of those kind of sports for this week. So now we go to the NBA and the NHL. We'll start with the NBA. By the way, Chris, before you start the NBA real quick, for those Mm -hmm. for those baseball fans who are around it, we I know we all love broadcasting and radio there they are not big updates on a couple of broadcasters but there are some small stuff that we will get to with baseball so if you're a baseballer and you love radio and broadcasting stick around you'll want to hear that especially if you're a tiger or Mets fan yeah or a yankee so anyway, no, tiger or yankee or yankees i'm sorry tigers and yankees yep well if you're a Mets fan you want to listen to anyway <laughs> and well, so any other we already had the uh, denver nuggets they've been twiddling their thumbs they've been in the finals for a week because they swept the Lakers, and Miami finally beat the Celtics 103-84. Now, the Celtics came the closest of anybody to coming back in the NBA and winning because they got to the point they, they won a miraculous game on a tap-in with .1 seconds left with Derek White on Saturday night, and then, then they were going to have, unlike anybody else, they were going to have the seventh game at home, and then 
Jason, as I just said, Jason Tatum stepped on uh, Vincent's foot, and that twisted his ankle, and he was really a shadow of himself. He did actually get 14 points, which is amazing, but uh, he couldn't jump. You know, he had a layup, layup, missing. Whoa, etc. So anyway, <laughs> Sorry about and that. so yeah. So anyhow, um, you know, it would have been a much better game. I'm not saying the Celtics would have won it. The Heat were playing very well. They were shooting well, but the Celtics were, were connected and playing defense the whole night. So it would have been a really good game. But unfortunately, Tatum wasn't able to perform. So now they'll be starting. It'll be uh, we have, and it's been a while. I think since 1994 that we've had the same market in the NBA Finals and the NHL Finals with the Rangers and Knicks. When the Rangers won it, and the Knicks went to seven games, because we've got the Florida uh, Panthers in, and we've got the the Heat, and they'll be starting on uh, Thursday night in Denver. The Heat will, uh, and uh, so you know, it, it, it was an interesting series. They're the first play-in team to make the finals, and of course, the first eight seed to make the finals since uh, 1999. Knicks, uh, and the first team to be outscored in the regular season to make the finals. So they did not have a good uh, regular season. Um, we got the news from uh, from David USF, our Laker fan, the LeBron James had, still had a foot injury when he came back. You know, we remember he was out for a foot. It was torn tendon in his foot, and he may need surgery, and that may have been kind of why he was saying something about retiring, just disappointed about getting swept and, and all that. David was trying to say that he thought that the Lakers would have won the series. I, I don't think so. They got no. swept. I, I no, Denver – Denver is just that good. I mean, Denver has been a team that everybody has overlooked because not a lot of coverage. Nikola Jokic, not a flashy player. I mean, the Lakers might have gotten a game or two. Yeah, but that's what I, I think. think Denver. Yeah, Denver would have still won, and that's where I'm still going right now. I'm going. I'm going right now. Denver in five because yes, yeah. they've had they've had the layoff. They've had the layoff, but Miami. They're coming off the seven-game battle with Boston, and they're going to the altitude on Thursday, in, and that's a big difference. They may be able to get one game, and remember, it's the last it's still two-two, one-one-one, so it ends on Father's Day. And I think Boston might have get it might have gone to six games with Boston, but I think Denver's just that good, and yeah, they'll be a little rusty. Hopefully, um, hopefully the eight-day layoff doesn't hurt them, but I think it'll be, and they're just. I don't know. It's just something that they, they're very – and you know, ABC, they're going, oh, Miami and Denver, how do we sell this? But the Cinderella Miami team, I guess that's how right. you can yeah. maybe And Jimmy it. Butler and, and Bam. People know who Bam is. People know who Jimmy Butler mm-hmm. is. So, you know, you just mm-hmm. sell those guys. Every team's got some personalities on there. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know about the Celtics in Denver. Hadn't gotten that far. But, I mean, Miami, uh, that was a tough series. And you're right. I think that yep. five games sounds about right for my, Miami uh, to go down well, I suppose we should, we should go around because Bill and I are one and oh last year with our <laughs> NBA finals prediction. So we're gonna we'll probably be one and one after this year, Bill. But Chris, your prediction is I said uh, Denver and five. Okay. Uh Bill? John already did. Yeah. Miami in six. I will okay. say Denver Ooh. in six. Robert? Oh, this is a series I was hoping wasn't going to happen, but now that it's here, um I I'll have to take Denver in five. Okay. okay. Well, we'll right. see how we we'll see how Rick, of course, is not here to predict, and right. I, I don't think he got I don't think he hit last year, so hey, he can't miss this year. That's right. No. So the Lakers and the Celtics remain tied in title for 17 apiece, uh, and uh, we've got had a couple of coaching hirings, hirings. Adrian Griffin to Milwaukee, and he was a Toronto assistant. I remember him as a player. It was a long time ago, but he did play. Yeah. yeah he did play. And, and Nick Nurse to Philadelphia. So they've got a former title winner in Nick Nurse as well. Now I think, with, though, uh, Chris, I think now that you've hired somebody who recently won a title, the excuse for these players in Philly as to why you can't win is over. Mm-hmm. You you now better put up. Uh, well, yeah. and the, uh, go ahead, uh, Robert. I'm, I'm also hoping that 
said, Nick, Nick Nurse does have that recent title experience. Maybe he can get all these Philly players to work together. Maybe maybe Doc was the wrong coach at the wrong time. And well, I can, t- I can certainly assure you, Robert, from when Nick yeah. Nurse coached here in the yeah. uh, at the time it was the D League. Now, of course, it's the G League. But right. when he coached here, he is not going to baby these guys because when he – No, he won't. He will not do that because no. I got a, I got courtside seats one night from, from somebody, and I heard the language, and Nick Nurse is mm. not going to baby these guys. So they're going to – So what I wonder is if James Harden is even going to come back because there was a kind of disgruntlement mm. with him. It's a B team, and, you know, I know the players have a lot to say about it, but, you know, I, I just have a feeling that he, he was – you know, and that's all the series. He, he was there. The first game was great. After that, he kind of faded off and had, had some moments, but not good. So I'm wondering if uh, James Harden's going to even be back. But I think well, be I've heard I've heard he might go to Houston because him and Ime Adoku have a pretty good relationship, I guess. But you know, and then of course right. now you only have you have the, what the Toronto job is still open and the Phoenix job. And I've Those heard Doc ones. Rivers. I mean, Doc Rivers to Phoenix, but for me. I'd like to see if, I mean, Mike D'Antoni's still out there. If he wants to do it, and you've got a Frank Vogel, you got guys like that, I mean, some pretty decent coaches, mm-hmm. I'd look at it. And, well, and, you know, Monty Williams, if he had wanted to go to Toronto, I'd look, he's not at least not going to go to Phoenix because they fired him, but Monty Williams is still out there for Toronto. I mean, but, you know. Go ahead, go ahead find in, Robert. Um, I was also going to say, now that Nick Nurse is in Philadelphia, basketball is paid more attention to in Philadelphia than it really is in yes, Toronto. Yes, that's right. So, yeah. so he needs to understand that he's coming into a different type of situation. Yeah. It's low-key in Toronto, but maybe not Philadelphia. Oh, uh, Nick Nurse Robert is not a low-key person. He, they, no, no, he, he, clearly no. under, he clearly understands it. And if you believe what you read with some of the articles that I have read, he's a basketball lifer and, okay. and, and is well-versed on NBA because he had okay. – he had offers at times to go back into the college game, and he just didn't want to do that because of the recruiting and you know all the other stuff. Now the the NIL and the transfer portal, some guys just yeah. don't like that stuff. And hey Robert, why don't you talk about the changes with the Warriors today? Uh, well, Bob Myers is leaving of his own accord. Um, uh, Joe Lakehoff had offered him several contract extensions, several different offers, several different responsibilities. But Bobby decided after 12 years in the organization that uh, he wants to move on to something else. I wish I could get more information because they're having the press conference now, so maybe I can find out more later for next week. Uh, And I'm not going to speculate on my takeover because there's all kinds of different rumors. But um, needless to say, um, I think the the dynasty talk in the Bay Area is now officially closed because this is the guy that brought everybody into the organization, drafted everybody, he brought Steve Kerr in, he allowed Steve Kerr to handle his own coaching staff. I, whoever the new GM may be, whether it's inside the if it's inside the organization, things may not change. But if, if they bring in somebody from the outside, they might yeah, things may change. And, so, and sometimes, Robert, hold on, Sean. Sometimes, Robert, it is a good idea after a while of having the same. It's a good idea sometimes to bring in that other person that may put a new set of eyes on things right, and help right. you do things, you know, that, that, and figure out where the issues are. Go ahead, Sean. Okay, and what what I was wondering also, could it be as he knows this dynasty is kind of you know these guys are getting older. Steph Curry's coming towards the you know the later years of his career. Clay Thompson, these guys you know getting older. Is he maybe thinking, do I really want to do another rebuild and do this, or do I you know do I want to go out you know on top with my guys, or while we're still you know we're still doing yeah, pretty good, uh, pretty good. Right. you know go out and right. don't don't be i mean like popovich right now i love popovich but i'm worried it's like oh he's still there and having to do another rebuild and a lot of that i think is because his wife is dead i think she was alive he'd probably be gone but you know kind of he's looking at that do i want to deal with that 
Yeah, and well, also, uh, uh, you know, let's let's face it, with Curry being thirty-five, Thompson and Green are thirty-three years old. Yeah, how many yeah. more year? How many more years are these guys going to be able to progress? Right. You know, and the Steve Kerr stay. The Steve yeah, Kerr well, stay. Steve Kerr only has one more year left on steel. That's why I brought up the whole Celtics thing last week. I think it would have been a good idea for Boston to explore that possibility. Um, because well, if Steve if Steve Kerr leaves the Warriors, he is not going to go to a rebuild situation. No, with well, all, with no. All, with you all know, nothing kids. is set in stone here with the Celtics. I mean, Jalen right. Brown may be out of town. You know, we talk about downtown Jalen Brown. He may be out of town with all those turnovers. Yeah. Eight turnovers yet. Two ninety five million. Yeah. And, you know, and he, yeah. you know, and the thing is, you know, he, he yeah, he wants a, a close to back deal. Tatum's going to be the number one, but you need your number two to step up. And that's what right. didn't happen. You know, if no. David Ortiz is hurt, you need Manny to hit a few home runs kind of thing, you know, and you didn't get that. And that is very disappointing to people around here. Jalen is not a popular figure at the time. I don't know, so. but I could, I could, uh, the way the tea leaves read, Chris, maybe I'm stupid for saying this, but I could honestly see Kerr wind up in Boston in another year or two, you know. Oh, I'd be uh, fine with me. That'd be fine uh, with me. And you know, we will and we'll keep our eye on the situation as things he'd happen. Fit, he'd fit right in with the politics, yep. Robert. That yeah, would work. Right. <laughs> and and the politics of the owners. They're they're a liberal group, so that could yep. that could easily work. Yeah. Okay, to the NHL. Florida beat Carolina four games to none. All of them close games, and uh, they won the last one with like four seconds to go. So that was yep. pretty cool. And Las Vegas finally ended up blowing out Dallas last night, six to nothing, to win uh, the uh, the four games to two. So Florida was in the finals in 96, and, of course, they're back now. And when they lost to Colorado. and they got swept uh, in that series. Uh, yeah, they did. And the third team to make the finals as the lowest seed since uh, expansion. The other two were Nashville in 17 and Montreal in 20, 21. And that's when we had the Canadian division. So somebody was going to get in from Canada because right. uh, they had to play the, separate, the different divisions we had that year. Right. Uh, you know, Car- Car- uh, Carolina has had three consecutive conference sweeps in the finals uh, by Pittsburgh in 09, the Bruins in 19, and Florida in 23. So they've lost 12 in a row in the conference finals since they won yep. the Cup of 2006. And uh, it's Las Vegas' second final in uh, six years. So that's pretty good. Now, those statistics are you know more difficult to achieve. You had teams that were in the expansion, like St. Louis was in the finals their first three years, but that you had to put an expansion team in the finals just the way the, the league was set up, but it's not yeah. that way anymore. So this is no. a lot harder for Vegas to have done than, than you'll see in the record books for teams like St. Louis. Yes. And then uh, you, we've got a few things happened in hockey today, and we got him. Barry Trotz is the GM in Nashville, and he fired uh, John Hines and hired Andrew Brunette, who yep. was a, uh, with Florida before. Yeah, he and, was the Florida coach last year. when he He's the one that replaced Joe Quinville when, when the NHL made Quinville leave Florida. Bruno right. took over. And of course, they won the President's Trophy last year and, you know, didn't you know didn't do well in the playoffs. But now he's back. He's now coaching in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And okay. uh, the, rumor, the rumor I've heard this morning is if the Rangers can't get Quinville, you know, back reinstated to the NHL, John Hines may be the new head coach in New York. And Spencer Carberry was, uh, uh, was uh, is now going to be the head coach of Washington. He was a former Toronto assistant. So yeah, and I, I don't know much about him. No, so. I don't either. Okay. But uh, that's okay. But uh, anyway, that's I think all we have on the NHL. So now we can start on baseball, and yep. that's a big part of it, especially the college. We'll do the MLB first. Uh, Oakland is now 11 and 45. Raise the flag, Robert. They won last night. How well, about that? Like I stated on our system, Chris, the Atlanta Braves were smart. They brought a pitcher back into the major leagues that had pitched for them since 29. Mike Soroka had 20. 20, 20. 
or well, he had okay, one star. He had one start in August of 2020, oh, and then okay, I, okay. and then he at what what people don't know about him is he tore his or ruptured his ACL not once but twice. That's hard to come no, back from was, after was, once. Was, that's was, hard to come back after. Hold up, yeah, that's hard to come back after one less on twice when the, you rupture that Achilles one. It's hard to come mm-hmm. back and to do it twice. And then he had some other setbacks. So you know, it, I it probably. Probably is going to take him a few starts to get settled in. Yeah, yeah so they were basically uh, saying, hey, you get to play against a AAA team uh, here. Why not do it in Atlanta with your guys behind you? That's right. kind of what they said. Right. And, and I mean, sadly, and, and I know people don't want it. People don't want to hear this, Robert, but we are hearing, uh, you know, since they're the A's, we're not hearing people call them the triple A's. No, no, they're, they're, I mean, it, a lot, it's bad, people. It is really bad, and it's going to continue to be bad until they're out of open. Mm-hmm. Some people think oh. it's going to be continually bad until they can get this owner out of here. Well, well I, would, yeah. I, would, I would totally agree with that. I don't like the fact that, you know, John Fisher is going to benefit from the move here with, uh, you know, provided everything passes. I, he's being rewarded for, for being such a terrible owner. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I don't I don't really approve of that. But, well, it was okay. interesting. I, hold on, Fred, just say it was interesting yeah. yesterday or uh, Sunday at front office, Grant Paulson and Jim Bowden, and they were talking trade deadline. And Jim Bowden says Oakland, because, you know, of course, who who do they have to trade? Bowden says, well, they have one player. They could trade Brent Rooker because he's off to a hot dart. He said that's all they yeah. have. Yeah. And the A's were off to their to the worst 50-game start since the 1932 Red Sox, the year before Tom Yawkey took over. So there you go. Uh, the Met designated uh, Gary Sanchez for assignment. So we'll see what happens to him. That is not a one- surprise, Chris, because last week when they played the Cubs, uh, Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer were both off for a couple of days, and, and Zach Zaidman and, and Ryan Dempster were doing the games. And Dempster said what, the problem that Sanchez has is when he catches, he is down on one knee. And he said when you're down on the one knee, it's hard for you to cover both sides of the plate. And right. I think he had – I think they can't. They had about three or four fastballs in that series alone. The thing is, I think that was the fashion. Maybe it's changed, but I know the Red Sox catchers are doing that last year. I don't know if they still are, but that was one of the complaints of uh, particularly uh, Will Fleming, that it just yep. didn't seem like they were really flexible as they needed to be. To Like you say, if a ball, if they're on the inside corner and goes outside, you could end up with a pass ball because they're not over there. You know, you can't move as easily. Right. And David Yosef, of- hold up, Chris. David Yosef, if you want to start unmuting. Um, okay. we'll, get, we'll get you in just here. I'll use one of his nuggets while he's unmuting. Gary had been one of the <laughs> fastest uh, players to reach 100 homers, so it's kind of a, you know, it was a good start to his career, but he hasn't done much uh, in Minnesota or anywhere in the last two or three years. There you go, David. You should be able to do it now. I hit the aft on mute, so you should be able to do it now. All right, cool. Um, there you are. Gary Sanchez, he was uh, picked up yesterday by the Padres. Oh, oh. okay. I didn't yeah, hear so that. Yeah, so the right. Padres obviously need some catching help, so he is now with the Padres. Just reading mm-hmm. the story right now. Yeah, okay, the cool. Padres, do, they do need some catching help because neither one of their catchers, uh, to put it mildly, are known for hitting. Yep. Okay. And, well, uh, I might, I might uh, want to talk to you guys later in the show if you okay. uh, guys talk about DeAndre Hopkins. So We, okay. we will uh, yeah, get we'll, to that. We're, yes, we'll get to that. Yeah. We will. Yeah. Okay, I'll check in later. All right. Thanks. Yep. Talk to you later, David. All right, so um, Perry, why don't you do your broadcasting notes? Hang on, let me hit the button there, Chris. And here we go. Uh, Jim Price and John Sterling, of course, we know have been out for uh, a while. And the updates are, are these. It's not much, but uh, we know that 
They both had some health issues in the past, and neither, we don't know what their health issues are. Neither one is considered to be serious. Uh, Price was supposed to be back on May 3rd. Well, we know that hasn't happened. Uh, Andy Dirks, uh, former Tiger player, has been doing the home game. And uh, John Sterling is scheduled to return on June 6th. So, but I okay. I, I listened to a couple of those games with uh, Justin Shackle and, and Susan Waltman, and they, they seem to work well together. So they do, they do. You know, it, and he's probably been around New York, you know, long enough. That's probably someone that Susan knows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's been traveling with the team. And he also worked for Series FM also. So. Well, he mm-hmm. did up until this year because uh, he's kind of doing. Remember when we said that Pat McCarthy with the Mets was doing the, the pre and post game and was kind of kind of fill in when needed. Well, that's oh, what yeah, the Yankees that's... are doing with Shackle. So okay. he does their pre and post game, which uh, Sweetie Murdy used to do. Yeah. And and he just fills in when John is is not there. You know, that's probably yeah. you know when John is what is he eighty four I think. It, yeah. He it, is. It's good to it's good to have somebody that you know is is reliable that can do a credible job when he's not there. That's right. Also, yeah. we got the notification just before the show that Aaron Hicks has signed that with the Orioles. That is correct. So uh, that's where he's going to be. So we'll see uh, what he can do. Wasn't doing much with the Yankees, so we'll see about that. Yeah. All right. All right. So before, I think we're before ready. we get to the col- before we get to the college, okay. Bill, we're going to do this again. Before we get we're do this again this week, Bill. Any news? On Mr. Votto. No news. Boy, your timing's impeccable. I just step <laughs> away and find my phone and come back. Your timing is impeccable. No news at all, which means nobody's in any real hurry for no. him to come back. They've got somebody hitting more home runs than Joey Votto has in three or four years at first base. What's the hurry? That's what yep. now, That's what uh, Ron Hoomer was saying, Bill. He said, you know, we don't know much about Spencer Steer, but they said he's actually playing a decent first base, and he's hitting a little bit. He's hit his seventh or eighth home run, and that for the Reds team is is pretty good. And he's, I'll bet the Twins wish he were playing first base for them right now. Yeah, I bet they do, Bill, too. do you know if we're going to be facing Hunter Green this week? Is this a series yes. or not? Uh, well, the oh. answer is yes. Okay. He pitched. He on, pitched. When did he pitch? Pitch, oh, pitch Friday? on Friday. He pitched yeah, that so no you hitter. Get him probably tomorrow, Thursday, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, the Red Sox did uh, struggle with him last year, and then but they got to him in about the fifth inning. So we'll see how that well, goes. Well, they but, uh, they that, might get to him pitcher. again. Yep. That brings up another baseball point, guys. Last Friday, Hunter Green was pitching against the Cubs, and he took sick no hit inning, and they took him out. Uh, look, I understand when it's younger pitchers, you know, when he's first developing, okay, you don't want him to, to uh, you know, do too much. But it, it's May, almost June. Why didn't he, why wasn't he given the opportunity to actually pitch longer? I and agree. Especially because they were way ahead. They, were, they yeah. won that game like nine to nothing. So why they not? Did. Well, well, you had somebody on kid. metrics who believes in metrics and doesn't uh-huh. believe in real <laughs> baseball. Before we get to the colleges, I think uh, we have a – and by the way, Liam Hendricks of the White Sox, we should mention this, and then we'll get to you, Jamal. Um, Liam Hendricks made his season debut after the battle with uh, cancer during the off season. So, uh, you know, whether you're a White Sox fan or I don't care what team you are, you know, hats off to him for, for getting back and making his debut. Anybody that beat that, good, good for them. Come on in, Jamal. Mm-hmm. A couple things here. First of all, I listened to that game last night with Liam Hendricks. They should have held his behind in his normal closer role in the first place because the guy came in, bless his heart, and gave up two runs in a 4-3 game and made it 6-3. to So they should have held – I think they should have held the dude back 
in my opinion, they might have actually probably come back and took it, taken it to extra innings. But nevertheless, the God bless them. And I'm ha- the problem you have there, Jamal, and I'm not sure how long he had been there, but you only have so many rehab days you can use. No, that, no I'm not yeah. talking about keep him in the minor leagues. I'm talking about not bringing him in the game last night. <laughs> You well, know, I'm guessing they. I'm, I'm guessing that. Yeah, I'm guessing they just wanted to get the, you know, the, the, the top part out of the way and get him in a non-leverage situation, as they say nowadays. Yeah. Well, and know. unfortunately, that wasn't quite non-leverage. But uh, no, uh, actually, and also, I was listening to the Cubs game with Marcus Stroman through a hell of a game yesterday. He and, certainly yep. did, and, and it was good to see for once a complete game. Yeah, that's becoming rarer and rarer. I heard you guys on hold talking about metrics, a little pull jive about baseball metrics and not allowing pitchers to go long, all the junk. I, I, that 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 just makes me puke. Well, I'm, quite guessing, frankly. I'm guessing David Ross at this point, Jamal. Anybody that's close and can keep going, David Ross is going to say, "I'll stay with you. We're not going to that bullpen right now." So, yeah, as right. bad as the bullpen hey, is. And I also want to talk about last night's uh, Game 7. Okay. Mm-hmm. The vaulted Game 7 between Miami and Boston. I was in the camp of thinking that Boston was going to win because they forced the Game 7. But I, I just got to say hats off to Miami for having a character to dust themselves off and just take it to Boston for, and win it in Boston in Game yeah. 7. I mean, and again, that's, that's true. And But, again, you don't know what would have happened if Tatum was at full strength. It would have been a much better game than it was. But, no, Miami deserves credit for coming I mean, in. I didn't know, After they, I didn't they lost that sixth ahead. game, you're right, Jamal. You know what I'm saying? The, the way they could have just said, oh, my God, this isn't our year. We can't win that game. We can't win anything. You're right. I didn't even know Tatum was not in full strength. Because you just missed it just now. I thought he was at full strength. Oh, no. Early in the game. He got a hurt and without 25 seconds gone in the game. He stepped on Vince's 26, foot. Yeah. 26 uh, seconds, and he, and he twisted his ankle. Geesh. Okay, well, that brings up another story. And I was about to say, could character and tenacity went out in Miami take down Denver? But I think Denver has too much talent. And I get the feeling that the Cinderella story will probably come to an end in the Mile High City. Yep. Okay. All right, you're right. We'll see. Good job, Jamal. All right. Okay, college baseball. Perry and Sean, go for it. Well, (laughs) we have your college World Series, or college, the regionals. They have what they do this weekend is the regionals, and then you have the super regionals next week. It's double elimination, four teams per region. Uh, The ones, like, Wake Forest is your one seed overall, so their region's matched up against Alabama. And you have the Miami region and the Stanford region in the 8-9. That's one side of the bracket. You have uh, LSU as the five seed overall, and they're matched up with the Kentucky region. The uh, Yeah, and then Clemson, the four, matched up with Auburn. And then you have Florida, the two, matched up with uh, South Carolina, I think. South Carolina. And then you have uh, Virginia matched up with Coastal Carolina. And you have Vanderbilt, Oklahoma State, those two regionals, and uh, the Arkansas matched up with Indiana State. Now, if a one seed does not win, the number one seed in each regional, the host, the host city doesn't win when they go to the super regional, it'll be the higher-seeded team. But I learned from Craig Way, let's say you have two two seeds out of each region, they NCAA picked, or you have two three seeds. But if it's a one, like, say, Wake Forest playing Alabama, if it comes out like that, Wake Forest would host because they're a top eight overall seed. So they're number one overall. So it'd be like that. But, I mean, it was an interesting – you got three 
three schools in South Carolina hosting, yep. no schools from the state of Texas for the first time since 2013 and only the second time ever since they went to the 64 team. And Stanford's the only one out west. And 10 teams from the SEC, eight hosting. And the Sun Belt has like four teams in it. Sun Belt has four in their AC, but they don't. They only have one hosting, Coastal Carolina. But, I mean, it's pretty interesting bracket. Like I said, Perry's got an interesting bracket with Iowa. Yeah. I th- And I think Iowa can come out of that bracket because, number one, Iowa hitches well. Hmm. And as long, it, it, when you can pitch well, sometimes that can overpower any team that is a great hitting team. Oh yeah. But yeah. Plus, I I was I was a little worried though yesterday because I was watching the selection show and Iowa didn't get in until like the second to the last regional. So I'm like, yeah, boy, you can't go 42 and 14 and not make it. And they they made it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they nearly won the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Maryland, of course, got in out of the Big Ten as well. So yeah. Um, in, Indiana, uh, Indiana got uh, in. So Indiana's got a big tough t- region. Yeah, they do. Indiana's got they got Kentucky, they Ball State, do. and West Virginia. They got a tough region. Uh, Texas, of course, in with Miami, Louisiana, and Maine, and then that's you know, a tough regional the, too. Yeah, and the Texas, the Stanford, Texas A&M, San Jose State, Cal State, Fullerton region is a tough one. I mean, there's a lot. LSU gets Tulane, so Pierre's okay because yeah, Pierre's Tulane, okay. Big story on Tulane though. Yeah, nineteen and forty. Yeah. That's and and if you like to just see where runs are going to be scored, if last year is any indication, uh, Oklahoma State they scored like 148 runs there last year. So if you I mean, if you can listen to to the Oklahoma State game, uh, that might be where your runs are going to come from because that yeah, it's the most losses that any team's ever gotten in with the 40 losses. Yep. Yeah. And they're also they're for the first time ever since since they went to 64. There's no first time uh, appearance teams. Everybody's been to the to the playoffs at least once. So I mean, it's gonna be it starts Friday and then it'll be over. Well, the the Omaha they'll have the championships around the 27th, 28th, and 29th of June. So they'll be wrapping up right before the end of the fiscal year. They yeah. always plan it then. So it'll it'll be yeah. all over your ESPN channels. And then when you get to the uh, when you get to the College World Series. Those will be on Westwood One, so you should be able to and if you have, find a lot of it. And if you have the Varsity Network, uh, you can probably find about any game you want on there. So mm-hmm. if you have a, the ability to get that, that's an app. Or it's a website, varsitynetwork.com. They also have that, so you can either get it on the computer or as an app. And it works. It, it is very accessible. I use it uh, quite a bit to listen to, to things, and uh, it does work pretty well. So the college Florida baseball, State. and I mean, we – go ahead. Yeah, Florida State missed the tournament for, ahead, for the first time in 45 years, and uh, they re- had a record of 44 in a row, and they were tied with Miami for that, and the first losing record that the Florida State program has ever had. So that's mm-hmm. something different. And uh, also we should mention, too, that the college, uh, the women's college World Series, I am, I, I don't know all the teams that have made it. I know Oklahoma no. made it. They've only won like 48 games in a row, so yeah, uh, that, they're, they're they on win a win most years. Yeah. They win it most years anyway, so yeah, and, Oklahoma does. And I know Alabama. Alabama's in there, so uh, that'll start on Thursday at noon Eastern. So Westwood One also carries that. So if you want to listen to some some ladies uh, softball, it is certainly softball. Yeah, you know it's there to you. Yep. Okay. All right. And other co- other college, just one college note, real quick. 
SEC is having their annual meetings right now, and they're going to lay out what schedule they might go if they want to go with the 1-7 or the 3-6. So that's going on right now in Florida. So if you turn on Paul Feinbaum when you see him out at the beach doing his little thing with all his SEC buddies, that's why he's in Destin, Florida at their SEC meetings. Right, and, and, basically, and basically what it comes down to is do they want a nine-game conference schedule or an eight-game conference schedule? That's the uh, – as we all – all know, and I know Pierre would agree, uh, everybody is going to, when they talk about who their rivals are, everybody wants Vanderbilt, probably Missouri, but uh, <laughs> yeah. nobody, and part of it, can have it. But, part, yeah. part of it's also and, and, ESPN, ESPN would have to, that ninth game, they'd have to give about $5 million per game more, and so that's, right. the, that's the other part on that, on the nine, getting a nine game. But I, mean, but I mean, let's be honest, if you're a coach, and you can play nine top conference games or eight and, you know, three or four games of the Citadel. That's what that I heard that Nick Saban would love to play them every week. If you can do that for more, you certainly would, would take that. Mm-hmm. All right. Any more baseball? Oh. No, I think we I think we've covered the baseball. Well, the big story in the NFL was DeAndre Hopkins being cut by the Cardinals, and he was cut on before this coming Thursday, before June 1st. And I had actually a, a thought about that. I know, Robert, you were pretty uh, critical of the uh, Cardinals because they're taking a big cap, cap hit this, this year. But they're not going to win this year anyway. So I'm wondering if this they're saving for next year and just getting it over with. Yeah, that could be. You know? I think so. I, think that, Robert I didn't think about that till you said, till you said it. I didn't think about that. Yeah, because, you know, when it's over, it's over. And uh, Kyler Murray's not coming back till I don't even know when. And, uh, you know, so they're, they're, they're there not waiting. Robert they're going to be the Okay, I got it. Um, yeah, I was the only reason why I was critical about it, Chris, I don't blame them for releasing him. The timing of it, if they would have waited until after June 1st, yeah. they would have saved themselves a ton of money on their cap. As it is now, they're going to get hit with a $23 million cap hit. Right. Uh, and he, they could have waited a week later and saved a lot of that. But what they I'm saying, Robert, is if they, if they get it over with, I would assume that the cap hit would be less next year than it is this year, if any. So maybe they're just yeah. getting it done. But as, they're not you know, win. My, my, point, my point is, I'm not sure how long his contract was, Chris, but you could spread out the major cap hit and you put it out in further years. Yeah, but what I'm saying, win. Robert, is if you're not going to win anyway, bite the bullet and deal with it. You know, get it over yeah. with and, you know, get it done and then you don't have to deal with it next year. Yeah. Well, David that's, that's just said he, he would like to talk about this and he would like yeah. to talk about it. So, David, maybe, come on in. You should be maybe good. Maybe he's got a point on this part. Yeah. Okay, regarding DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals um, could not have saved, uh, what was it, $22 million? Yeah, yeah. Um, something like that, yeah. Yeah, because NFL teams are only able to release two players by June 1st and designate them as post-June 1st releases. The okay. Cardinals uh, the Cardinals already used those designations on Rodney Hudson and J.J. Watt. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, thank oh, you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's, that's okay. exactly the reason I just found that, that out this morning. So Okay, okay. cool. There you go, gentlemen. Right. Talk to you later. Good, jo- good job. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks. David. Okay, and the NFL agreed uh, to multi-year deal with uh, DirecTV to distribute Sunday ticket to bars and restaurants. So that's a good thing. So people can yeah. very similar, very similar to what they do with Amazon for the with the DirecTV for Thursday night games. Because if you get, bars and restaurants can get it on DirecTV with the Amazon Thursday night, and and I assume the Black Friday game, they'll be able to get those also. But yeah. very similar. Okay. So all right. So I guess we we can get into uh, a little I, of our. I have, ahead, one more, I have one more NFL note, and then we'll move okay. on. The yep. uh, Raiders have had to change Jimmy uh, Garoppolo's uh, contract 
they put uh, they had this uh, he had signed a waiver. He had not passed his physical uh, because of his injury with the 49ers. Whoa. He had still not passed his physical, and so they had to put language in his contract. If he does not pass his physical at the start of training camp, the Raiders don't owe him anything, and he does play for them. So the Raiders still may, still may be in need of a quarterback this year. So when you and, say he um, doesn't play for them, are you saying that he is, becomes a free agent? Yeah, he becomes a free agent because he cannot pass his physical. They right. I understand them not playing, but I thought they, I guess they could have agreed to whatever they agreed to. But I would think they could have, you know, or they may have a gentleman's agreement that he'll stay there and we'll keep working. And then when he passes his physical, we'll start to, you know, no, get ready. Apparently, apparently the doctors in Las Vegas have told the Raiders, if he does not pass his physical once training camp starts, they are not going to medically clear him to play. And so they should not. And the Raiders should not take the chance. Okay. Exactly. So okay. they might they might still be in need of a quarterback. If he does not pass well, pretty slim pickings out there. I don't have any off the yeah. top of my head. Yeah. You know? Uh, all the ones I know of, Chris, I wouldn't want. You know? Carson so, Wentz yeah. is a definite for you. Carson Wentz, that's right. There you go, Carson Wentz. <laughs> even, even, though he's still, even though he's still talking to the Packers. Yeah. Carson so, Wentz. So uh, that, that is something to watch out for. Uh, apparently this popped up. They they changed the contract on Friday. They dumped this on Friday because it was a holiday weekend. They oh, yeah. Not very many people oh, yeah. would know. So uh, this is going to be a big story if he does not pass physical. That's right. He, he's owed seventy-two million dollars. Right. You know, so. Well, before there we move, on, before we move on, Bill, any Colts news out there? No Colts news really. Um, Richardson is looking pretty good. Of course, everybody looks good in yeah. you know minicamp. I mean, what are they going to do to make him look bad? But he's looking good, and they're thinking maybe. Maybe, of course, this could change that he will actually start the season as a starter. So yeah. we'll okay. see. That's always that's always good talk, though. Hold on, Tom. That's always good talk when we can get uh, Colts news, though, Bill. So uh, the, Colts, <laughs> the Colts news and the Reds news, right? Right. It's not well, good. Now, Bill, between the Colts and the Raiders, we'll have plenty to talk about. Yeah. Maybe not too many wins, but stuff to talk about. <laughs> Okay. But you know, but okay. you know, but, but one thing though, Bill and uh, Jennifer is here, and uh, if you want to say anything, uh, Jenny, feel free to speak up. That uh, segment we did last week, where we were talking baseball, I got a lot, a lot of positive feedback. So I don't know if you have any baseball stuff you want to opine on this week, but if you do, I got a lot of positive feedback on that from last week. If she's unmuted, I think I have got her unmuted. If she's unmuted, and she may be, do, she may be preparing for her show too. So well, that's right. like you yeah. guys be, you know. Wait, wait a minute. Yeah, I don't want to put her on the spot. I have a John Gruden story. The, the only thing I can oh, say for sure is oh. that Ellie De La Cruz is lighting up AAA, and we're all <laughs> saying, "Why don't you bring that boy up? Find some place <laughs> to put him." Hey, we mm-hmm. swept the Cubs this weekend. Yes, we did. Yay. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. Okay. I know there's some good, there's some nice Cub fans. I don't wish them any harm. I honestly, but what, just, I'm just, just glad like, to what? see. I'm just glad to see the Reds get three wins in a row for a change. So, so you're saying oh. that you're saying that Jennifer, when we go back to Cincinnati and we win three in a row, there's some nice Red fans that I don't wish any harm either. <laughs> right. We'll take the it's all in good fun. That's right. It well, is. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to the Reds coming in here. I'm sure it'll be a fun series. So anyway, yeah, for the so we have some of this potpourri. We'll see if we can get an item or two done. And, Sean, you know more about this than I do. EA Sports will have, have in 2024 the NCAA video game for football, and they're using the yep. real players, and, they're, uh, and they probably will do basketball too. And the one-team partner will handle the NIL issues, uh, name, image, and likeness for the players. So uh, this is uh, – yep. and they'll have the real players now back. 
Well, and what they're going to do, they're giving the players the option. The player can opt in or opt out. And this, like I said, this, the EA Sports thing is what really started this that led to the NIL because of the uh, Ed O'Bannon lawsuit. And EA Sports was ready, and the NCAA said no. So, you know, but the player can opt in or opt out. It's going to, like I said, it'll be, uh, you know, and it was a very popular game when they had it back in the day. It was almost as popular as Madden. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And, uh, oh, and speaking of that, Will Ferrell is going to be the voice of Madden now. Will Ferrell is taking over as the voice on the Madden game. Oh, okay. And the t- uh, there's a long TV deal for the ACC that was signed a few years ago, and uh, maybe in 2018. And and there are some restless teams in the ACC, and they are Virginia, Virginia Tech, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Clemson, Florida State, and Miami. And they're not saying, first of all, there's a big buyout if they want to leave, so they're not necessarily threatening that, but they're not happy. And what uh, I think the, you know, the leverage would be, well, you know, uh, you want these marquee teams and, and so forth, especially like Clemson and Miami, and, if, you know, we, we may go somewhere else, and then what's your TV deal going to be worth? You're going to have to put in UConn and UMass or something. I mean, who's going to join this conference? So they've got some leverage, even though they're not exactly threatening to leave. And I've heard, I've heard also one thing that even if they don't threaten to leave, they would like to maybe have a second partner in being allowed to be involved, you know, as far as TV, because they're worried with ESPN, they're going to have the SEC full-time, they're going to be partnering with the Big 12, they have the AAC, uh, which is stepping up, they have others, you know, they would like to bring a second partner, and I'm hearing the Turner network of family, like TBS, TNT, they'd like to even bring them in on some on some fields, but right now, they can only be with ABC, ESPN, so that's right. that's something I just heard today. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and that makes sense because some other conferences have, you know, deals with, with like CBS and oh. ABC, ESPN or something, you know, so yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, okay, and ESPN uh, is slowly will slowly move some of their programming to ESPN Plus. And how much will would people have to pay for ESPN Plus once they do that? But it's not going to be one of these things where ESPN is going to be gone tomorrow because you have long-term deals with people like Spectrum and Comcast and stuff. So it's going to stay on your TV, and but you, there just might be yeah. more stuff available on the app. And so people will be more uh, within people's thought process to get the app for some of the big games. Well, what will happen, this is what I've heard from Andrew Marshawn. For a while, it'll be either or. The regular ESPN and ESPN2 will be streamed, maybe a part of ESPN Plus or maybe a more expensive package. Or for the time being, you'll still be able to get it on cable. So those people that are wanting to cut the cord right now, they can't see regular ESPN unless they get YouTube TV or DirecTV Stream or, you know, one of these others that are out there. But what this will do, they'll be able to get the ESPN package and see all of the ESPN channels. Or, but those people that are staying with cable will be able to get uh, have it on cable, and that'll be a case study as their deals come up. And you know, hey, do we stick with cable or are more people going? To, because one thing you hear is a big reason why people keep their cable is because of the basketball and football on and baseball on TNT and ESPN and Fox and those channels. What you hear, what you hold on, hold on, Robert, real quick. What you hear is of the programming that cable offers. What draws the rating on cable these days are two things: major sporting events and breaking news. So, like, yep. you know, if there's a hurricane or you know something of that ilk or a or a sporting event, those are the that's like seventy percent almost of the cable. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Go ahead, Robert. I have uh, I am an ESPN Plus subscriber. And they have 
it, it's very well set up. They've got it all. They've got all the various boards represented, and each category has different things you can go through and you can watch because mm-hmm. they have all the thirty for thirty uh, documentaries there. They mm-hmm. have an they have an extensive boxing library, for example. So the the more that they move stuff over to ESPN Plus, the more the app mm-hmm. will expand on your smart TV and things yeah. like that, and it'll be easier to find. So go ahead. And, it, and, it, and Robert, it, hold on, John. And Robert, it is uh, accessible by voice. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. Uh, depending on the smart TV you have, with, right. with mine, it is. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I would say and, also and it's going to include. Who, hold, on, yes. hold on, just a minute, John. For those who want to know, Robert, which TV do you have? Real um, quick. I have the I have the Samsung Smart TV. I got them on sale about three years ago. I got two of them basically for the price of one these days. So and they're mm-hmm. two inches, both of them. They, they work they work really well. Uh, my mom uses it a lot for Netflix, and uh, of course I use it for my uh, ESPN Plus and his own stuff. Uh, you know, and it's all you know it, it it reads the screen to you. Uh, you know, the remotes are very small. So for those like me that have difficulty with their hands because CP, you'll have difficulty using the remote, but everything else works just fine. Okay, so, go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. Right, and this, like I said, this would include this would be move. It would also have ESPN, ESPN two, ESPN U, ESPN News, SEC, and ACC Network. So they would be uh, they would be channel on the ESPN Plus app as long as your other categorized stuff like what you're talking about. And so that's where they'd have to negotiate the right. But yeah, Andrew, exactly. go listen to Marshawn and Haran when they come down on Thursdays. Uh, on Wednesday, podcast. they come they down on Wednesdays. Yeah, yeah, Wednesday afternoon sometime. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, well, it sounds like we're about ready to wrap it up, Sean. Yep. Okay, well, I hope everybody is excited. I hope we didn't put y'all to sleep too much with that hockey talk and media. But you know what? It's going to wake you up. Book Talk is coming up next. And if you want to wake up and call us anytime throughout the week, hit us up at 800-693-0595, option number two, or Sports Lounge at allthingsradio.net. Get the podcast where you get your podcast. And stay tuned for the award-winning Book Talk with that voice you heard, Jenny Sparks and Nolan Crabb. And until next Tuesday at the same time, we are out of here.